<laughs> Chattering noises. Ah, oh, I couldn't see you there through the gale force snow winds. Fellow traveler, it's me, Donovan Air. I used to do a show called Radio Free Tote Bag back before the nuclear winter turned Chicago into the coldest place on the planet. Six degrees outside, winds cutting through you like a hot knife through hot butter. Hold on. It's the the icy winds are cutting through you like a hot knife? In the way that a hot knife would cut through hot butter. Not about the temperature. I'm just talking cutting ability here. <laughs> Traveler, the knife smoothly would go through the hot butter, okay? It doesn't have to do with it. We're just talking movement here. <laughs> I forgot it. I'm very cold, too. Uh, wait, what's this? In my pocket, uh, a podcast seed? Could RFT be, be reborn? Santa Claus, is that you? <laughs> Christmas magic in February? Wow! <laughs> Maybe it doesn't have to be so cold at all, and with the power of our hearts, we can warm you up, the listener, because it's Radio Free Topag, and I'm Donovan. And I'm Arthur. Fuck. <laughs> wow, the blood's rushing. I can feel all my extremities again. We really did it. We made it. And the traveler, the the traveler was Arthur all along. <laughs> You're just telling me it's uh-huh. cold. <laughs> you were too cold. You don't remember. There was so much snow. You probably couldn't see anything. But I, fe- <laughs> I if you remember, I found the podcast seed. And uh, I guess that you could just plant that in the snow or something. Yeah. And it just melts everything because that's what nice. happened. And now the show's back. Hello. I do remember when that happened. <laughs> seconds ago i'm glad the warmth is bringing your memories back that's good to hear how uh how you doing other than being frozen it's fucking legit i heard today was it's the coldest february in chicago in 60 years jesus uh, of course it's got to be my first winter here uh so that sucks it's hard to go outside you take that out of bounds damage if you're walking around even if you're wearing a jacket it's so fucking cold I asked you if you had a scarf, and you apparently you do, but that's not enough. I just my jacket's too light. I've uh, forgot that I've been living in like a temperate climate for the past I don't know six years between Nashville and Portland. Yeah, I was kind of like, okay, I got a light jacket. Throw a flannel on under that. I'm set oh, for no. anything, baby. That was wrong. No, you need a parka, right? So we're waiting on that, but in the meantime. Uh, I'm a popsicle man, a popsicle man. And I've been spending a lot of time inside and I'm going a little crazy. Uh, but my girlfriend's coming to visit this weekend. So I'm very excited for that. So all around good, all around good. The warmth of love, uh, cracking through this cold, uh, like a cold knife through hot butter. (laughs) That'd still go through pretty fast. I think it would. Yeah. Cause the heat of the butter. Yeah, maybe we clump up around though, and that might provide some resistance or something. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. don't worry about that. The analogy rock solid. How are you doing? What's going on with you? Uh, just hanging out. Uh, can't stop playing Risk of Rain two. It's a wild little video game. I've been getting into. Got to like pull out an umbrella. Yeah. Um. So 
this is something we've we've taken to doing on on discord is where uh a bunch of us who play hades will get together and we'll stream hades for each other like we'll start a run in hades and we'll play through and we'll just like watch other people play this roguelike and you know comment on their build give them you know like advice or whatever talk strategy yeah ask the audience uh and we have commented before that Hades needs to have a multiplayer, right? I feel it. Th- this game, Risk of Rain, is like a 3D over-the-shoulder action game that is a roguelike and is multiplayer. Interesting. It's fucking wild. Uh, can't say enough good about it. It's Gearbox-developed game, and uh, it's good. It's a good little game. I'm into that. Hey, maybe take a risk on playing Risk of Rain. Listener, that's a free plug. Folks. Yeah. <laughs> getting getting to the uh getting to the Discord for Radio Free Tote Bag. We'll link that in the uh in the show notes again. Yeah. And uh yeah, maybe hit me up and we'll play some Risk of Rain. Check us out streaming on there. Send some memes. It's a good time. We got a yep. we got a good group of people in there. Hop on in. We'll put that in the description. Uh, and then, uh, what's up with Buzzfeed? <laughs> you ever heard of that? Uh, cause uh, I have, I've heard that it's almost, it's like $1,900 to get the URL buzzfeet.com. Oh yeah. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, if you're thinking to yourself, Buzzfeet, that sounds like Buzzfeed, but with feet, I bet that's a fetish thing. That's pretty funny. Uh, you're correct. It is very funny. Head on over to <laughs> patreon.com slash RFTB, because on this week's episode, Arthur and I, uh, we we took our patrons on a little Valentine's date to WikiFeed, uh, and that was a great time. So you should probably check that out. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Buzz them Wiki, feet. Yeah. Buzz them feet. That's all That's all my uh, information and shit at the top here. Yeah, but we've also yeah. got a packed-ass question box and some pretty cool Reddit questions. Arthur, you ready to take a swing at these question thing? Uh, I am so ready to swing that uh, me and my wife have a really open kind of thing going on, and we've got a, a few other couples that we invite over uh, every couple of months, and we have a sex party. In oh, our nice. conversation in our 1970s conversation pit uh we're with our full bushes <laughs> living the dream over there <laughs> all right let's let's well we've both got we're both ready to swing and we're grabbing the vine that's shaped like a, a that this is i had to abandon that. i was gonna say it's gonna be shaped like a dick because sure. this question has to do with the dick that doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> Cracking your dick, question mark. That also doesn't make any sense. Hello. Hello. Three O's. So I'm talking to this guy. and We were talking about how strange dicks are. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned the thing about when a guy cracks his dick, like when he cracks his knuckles. And this guy tells me I'm insane. And no guy can do that. My ex used to do this. All the time. Mostly only when he had a semi-boner. He would basically take the dick in his hand and crack it just like his knuckles. I was so fascinated and weirded out at the same time, I had no idea dicks did that. He told me most dicks can. But now I'm talking to this guy and he has never heard of it. 
and don't know anyone who knows of it. Don't know any who knows of it. Was my ex some X-Man kind of guy with his dick or something? Question mark, question mark. I swear it cracked. I've seen and heard it with my own eyes and ears. And that was posted by Iglofilet. Uh, I have never heard of this before. Me either. That I've, sounds bad. Uh, when I pop my boner, what is popping? Like, I instantly had to, like, find other instances of these of this happening on the internet you see anything uh so what i'm seeing here is uh user unidentifies six years ago posts in no stupid questions when i pop my boner what is popping says it feels similar to a joint pop but i don't have a joint there obviously that's Um, what you think yeah when i'm semi-hard or hard if i push down on the tip of my penis using my palm it pops it bends in the middle and pops at the base. I can only do this one time. Like if you pop your knuckles, it feels really good. No pain at all. What the and, fuck? Uh, yeah. Somebody answers. It's possibly the sup- suspensory ligament. Uh, warning. Gross p- surgery pictures at the bottom. Uh, it helps keep your point, your penis pointing uh, up when erect. So I got to and- click this. <laughs> And that's the thing that cracks or what? That's what I'm told. Suspensory ligament. Because is it ligaments in your hands that crack? Yeah, like, uh, I have, like, really, I have, you know, you know how your back is full of, like, muscles and, like, really huge, thick ligaments and shit? Yeah. I have figured out how to pop a ligament in my back that feels really fucking good and, like, gives me more range of motion. Like, if, if it gets stiff. I could pop that and I get some more range of motion. You just pop that um, sucker out. Yeah, you just kind of like. Well, maybe these these are fellas who have bad dick rom. That's dick range of motion. <laughs> Apparently, there is a suspensory ligament for the clitoris, so you can pop your clit too, ladies. Ah, ow! <laughs> all all of this just sounds fucking. I don't want genitals and and cracking. Not two Not things great. I'd like together. Uh, uh, I've never encountered this. I haven't had, I, f- I feel like this is something, if I had a friend who could do this, I would assume I would have at least known one friend since like high school or something. Because if you could do this, you'd be talking about it, right? That's true. I'm surprised I've never had a friend be like, ah, I can crack my dick or something. Your ligament can be tight and may pop when you suddenly move or rotate at an unusual angle. This can cause a jolt of pain or it may cause no pain at all from verywellhealth.com uh, saying that that's a source of, of joint popping. So, I, I am sitting here and I am uh, covering my penis with my hands to protect mm-hmm. it from this question because this, <laughs> I'm, I'm very spooked about this. It's, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people in the questions being like, Oh yeah, uh, I can do this. It's nice. It's like breaking it, cracking a knuckle. Or it's people who are like us who have like, never fucking heard of this thing. So maybe it's one of those like uh, standing to wipe versus sitting to wipe things. Sure. Or if you do the one, you don't even fucking know about the other. Yeah. It's, it seems like half of the people responding, it seems like, have some experience with this. So I don't know. Maybe they just keep it a secret. I think it's maybe it's the kind of thing you kind of have to run into. 
just, you know, in the wild, like randomly, like you mm-hmm. figure it out, right? Because hearing about it years after, you know, I've had, a, I've had a dick for a very long time. <laughs> and if I like hearing about it now, it, I'm terrified to try it. You know what I mean? It seems so fucking scary. Right. Like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to gamble on this. No. Because the other thing is people are like, yeah, it either feels pretty good or it hurts a lot. <laughs> I don't want to flip that coin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you're, if you're listening to this, I don't, maybe you have a partner or you have your penis of your very own that does this. Maybe talk about it in the question box and see if you can tell us what's up. Cause that's, that's new to me. Three years yeah. of doing this podcast. Somebody says, Jesus Christ, don't do that. That's where I'm at as well. Yeah. Dave Lou, Filet, please don't, please don't do pop that. your boner. It sounds like it might be very bad for you, says uh, Mr. Mustachio. I agree as another Mr. Mustachio. <laughs> oh, but hey, I don't know. Check with your fucking doctor or something. If, if, yeah. <laughs> I guess this is uh, they're talking to it. So they're just seeing how common it was. Okay. 50-50. That's yeah. the prevalence within the population. 50% of guys can crack their dicks. Maybe we can do a poll. I don't, I don't know. I'm hey, baffled by this shit, Can you man. pop your dick? Yeah. Like you pop a knuckle? Embrace debate. Let us know at our website, rftb.me, where you can find, Arthur, where you can find the question box. Asking all the questions. Asking all them questions, why you asking all them questions, making statements, uh, asking all them questions, asking all them questions, why you asking all them questions, making statements, uh, yes, nailed the fucking timing on that one, brother, you killed it, fantastic, like a dynamic duo of a T and a T-ball, uh, I teed you up and you knocked that one out of the park, my friend. <laughs> We got to figure out how to get the the uh, fade in and fade out to be a little smoother. But we'll figure it out, folks. We appreciate uh, your understanding uh, as we learn how to control our the power given to us with this fucking soundboard. Yes, these new capabilities. Absolutely. But hey, it is the question box, folks. The part of the show where you, the listener, can send in your questions, and we'll read them and we'll answer them. If you got something you'd like to send in, you can find the link to the question box again at our website, rftb.me, uh, in our Twitter bio at rftbpod, or on Instagram in the bio, uh, instagram.com slash radiofreetopic. You don't have to make an account. It's anonymous. There's a text box. You type that shit in. You smash the send button, and then we read it on air, and we have a great time because we love to hear from you. Yep. And this... Yep, yep. This week we got a we got a we got a little handful. Uh, we got some, we got some a uh, little more shorter, lighter ones. We got a couple. Let's let's start with one. Of, let's start with these fun ones. Before like we get to ones. before we get to giving advice, this one's for me. Apparently, Dono, were you aware of the Doctor Drew cameo on last week's episode of Jersey Shore Family Vacation? Follow-up question, bang, marry, kill, Polly D, Dr. Drew, in the situation. Arthur, I know you have strong opinions on this. Yes. Um, my opinion is that if I was in a situation where I had to associate with any of those people, I would kill myself, and then that's it. 
that's all that would be done with it. Good answer. <laughs> uh, I, now, I, for one, have broken down each of these characters uh, into pros and cons. Okay. Uh, for their suitability in a relationship, their suitability for a little fucking, and their suitability as a, a, a murder victim, I guess, is the third <laughs> role we're trying out for. I love Polly D. He's pretty cool on the Jersey Shore. He's got that. He's got that blowout. He's got them pillow lips. Yeah, maybe. I don't know if he does actually. I'd he DJ's using some. using a Newmark NS7, a total fucking uh, baby DJ setup. Okay, okay. <laughs> don't be shitting on my future husband here, partner. So I'm marrying Polly D. <laughs> okay. Dr. Drew in the situation is tough because I, uh, to your first question, listener, I haven't seen the the family vacation yet, uh, which I would like to check out. We've been going, as I've probably mentioned on the show, we're making the Jersey Shore podcast. We've been going back through season one right now, and I watched all of the uh, original seasons over the summer, uh, but I haven't seen the new stuff yet. So no Dr. Drew cameo. I was not aware but that is a fun uh, intersection between two things I like, Loveline and the Jersey Shore. Except, again, nowadays, Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla are kind of shitty. Yeah. It seems. I know there was some shit come out about Dr. Drew going to, like, restaurants, maskless or some shit. Fuck. Um, I, yeah, there was something. Street Fight posted something about that recently because I know they fucking hate him. Uh, so I guess I guess we got to kill him. Because the situation was like the worst in the original season of the Jersey Shore. Uh, but now it seems like he's strained his life out. He's had like this long-term partner, sober, maybe all right now. He's got a six-pack rack. I'm going to fuck the situation. Okay. Okay. Arthur's six-pack is just like uh, six pairs of titties. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Six small hard tits. As a member of the bi community, would you say that is kind of the consensus on how abs would be described? I don't know. I've never. I'm as far as abs go. It's it's weird with with muscular men and their attractiveness to me. I have found myself looking at a muscular guy and and thought to myself, he's really hot, but I can't put my finger on it. And it may have been the musculature, but I've never like been like wow muscles i love yeah it. you know what i mean you're not like oh that dude's ripped that's like my fantasy kind of guy right it's just kind of like hey, that yeah. could be attractive but it's not your main focus yeah like i'll i'll see a muscular guy and be like that guy is hot but not fully identify the muscles as why he is hot gotcha uh would you motorboat some abs though how do you motorboat an ab? It's like, like Arthur, there is, we've established they're like three small pairs of tits <laughs> and you know how to motorboat some titties. I know this. That's true. So how about six tiny that. pairs? <laughs> it seems like it'd be, I guess you could get your lips in between them. That does sound fun. I'm, this is my new goal. I will do this. You can do the thing where you blow on somebody's belly, button. it makes a hilarious noise too. And it's deeply unsettling. Great time. There's, uh, there's a few more questions in here. This this one uh, was posted just after the deadline, just after we recorded with Aaron Thorpe. Um, this one says, for Aaron, should I buy, hold, or sell on highly leveraged Falcons? I don't, what is it? I looked this up because I saw this in the question box too. And uh, I didn't find anything. Were they not in the Super Bowl? I don't know who played in the Super Bowl. 
But as would you say a highly leveraged football team? I don't think so. I think it, it's some kind of stonks joke. Oh, I think or maybe betting on the on the big game. Yeah, probably betting on the big game. Well, unfortunately, coming in after because if it does have to do with sports, neither Arthur and I are particularly no. good at these knowledge of these things. Fully incapable. So I choose to take this uh, as like as a stock market thing, and that you're betting on highly leveraged act like the bird like yeah. you're you're uh putting your you know your chip down on a very fast bird of prey that dives from the sky Ooh, oof uh, you're you're fucking trading on eagles you're trading on harpies that's not a bird is it there's <laughs> a harpy a eagle harpy there is a go. mythological <laughs> creature but there is a thing called a harpy eagle <laughs> <laughs> I say hold diamond hands, baby. That's what I say. Cling on to those Falcons like uh, like you cling on to a loved one. Like you're holding on to that GameStop stock. Damn right. Straight down <laughs> are, from the Are people the still sky. doing that? Or is everybody who held completely fucked now? Like uh, there's I, a lot there's a lot of bad shit on old yeah. Wall Street bets, dude. People yeah. betting a crazy amount and losing everything. It's bleak. Yeah. It's that yeah. whole situation is fucked. Yep. Uh, but I don't have a whole lot of knowledge uh, about that because uh, I only know about two things, Arthur. Trucking and fucking. Yeah, that's and what I'm into. Stonks not included in, in, in trucking. Uh, you know what I, I do know about, though? Hmm. Uh, that a listener's recommended that they think you guys should DM the folks at the Bunta Vista podcast and set something up. You're all extremely funny and entertaining. This is the first I've heard of yeah, Bunta Vista. I feel I feel out of the loop here. I like the name. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, see, to me, when I hear Bunta Vista, I think of, of course, the Bunta Classic, the uh, pod race that Anakin won in Star Wars Episode uh, 1. That was the Bunta Classic. Yeah, uh, my... So is, is this podcast about pod racing? I'm on their Twitter. It looks like they're followed by Pod Dam and the Trill Billies and okay. some other people we like. Uh, okay. Hell yeah! I I can I can hit them up. I'll check this. Yeah, uh, I'll check the show out. It's a comedy podcast. It's a show about Australia. Sometimes you know we love Australians on this show. It's true. We love cover Australian. the important topics. What are those clowns in Canberra up to? Cannot be used for military blast testing. Is Bigfoot circumcised? I'm sorry, Punta Vista people, if, if you hear if you hear that in my awful Australian accent. I was trying to I was trying to liven it up here. Uh, our podcast did feature uh, beloved Australian Simon Hanselman, so and beloved Australian Dankmas, aka yes. Dank Pods. That's right. So we have a we have a strong history with your people. Uh, please, please come on our show. We're down for some more Aussies. Uh, we're gonna boof some pingas. I think that's Molly or something. I, fo- I follow uh, Rock Bottom on Instagram. I learn about the slang sometimes through Simpsons memes. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for the recommendation. Uh, I'll try shooting him a message. I'll check out the show. Yeah. Appreciate you. Appreciate you uh, recommending stuff to us. We do this. What else we got? Uh, what does it mean when someone asks, what that ass do? I've heard it a hundred times, but I've been too shy to ask. Thanks. It's just kind of like, 
hey, you got a nice ass. Like, can you work your ass or what kind of thing? Yeah. Right? Like, you got dancing skills or you got dick riding skills. I feel it's like, what you know, what is, what's that ass capable of? Let's, let's... <laughs> it really is. That is a good way to put it. What is that ass capable of? Um, <laughs> it's, I think it's it's much less pointed than what that mouth do. Because you've, yeah. you've ever heard that. What that yeah. mouth do is, is almost gnarly, threatening. dude. Yes, <laughs> threatening. that's a horrifying thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> what that ass do is kind of fun, especially because, yeah. you know, the, the, the dancing context to it. What, what that mouth do, it? I'm like, it's, I eat and... Like do podcasts and tell my mother I love her. Like, that's Arthur, what my I mouth bad, do. I got bad news. I don't think if somebody's saying that, I don't think that's what they're thinking about the mouth. Do what? <laughs> what would they possibly be thinking? <laughs> my mouth do. Uh, your ability to uh, chew on gum. And oh, I'm really good at that. Can I plug a new flavor go. of gum that came out? <laughs> Wrigley, Wrigley's extra uh, rock and raspberry lime. Yeah, we're helping small businesses here. Like Wrigley. <laughs> yeah. Ever since I quit smoking, uh, this I'm going to say it, it's really been very helpful, chewing gum. You know, you hear about people quitting smoking by chewing gum, and you think that maybe that's bullshit, especially when you have a nicotine habit. Give it a shot if you're if you're trying to quit smoking. I could definitely see it kind of filling the, the ritual, like, activity aspect of it. Yeah, and it's getting to the point where, uh, for me, it, it does offer that sort of, like, I need an indulgence right now relief thing. Interesting. That smoking always gave me. You just gotta make sure you don't get that sugar-free shit and then chew a whole pack of Eclipse Spearmint or whatever and then shit out your fucking doo-doo ass when you're 15 <laughs> like me. This is sugar-free gum that I chew, and I do chew quite a bit of it, but I also eat Kratom now, so it, like, balances Ooh. out. That's true. Yeah, you got the green wall down there. <laughs> <laughs> got that uh got that motherfucking fiber. Well, so that's what that ass do. Uh but hey, how Doesn't do I get anymore? <laughs> <laughs> what that ass do stays very regular. <laughs> Quick, firm uh low payloads. <laughs> coming out okay how next question how do i make my boyfriend's dick taste better uh wrigley's extra rock and raspberry <laughs> lime gum we're gonna plug a small business yeah. there is literally there's like creams and shit that you can get that's for this purpose yeah and flavored lubes and stuff yeah you make flavored condoms which all just that always blew my fucking mind yeah. have you ever have you ever have you ever used one of those? You've ever heard of somebody be like, oh, yeah, uh, banana flavored condoms, dude. That's my secret. Nah, it seems bad. Because you can't fuck with them, if I remember correctly, because the shit's not good to have inside your partner. Oh. And uh, if, if you're sucking a dick, that's what you really want to taste, like a combination of latex and like banana flavoring. Right. That's awful. I searched uh, flavored condom and found uh, flavored condom why <laughs> was a search term it says <laughs> flavor condom why and the really sad thing is is i had the drop of the pastor saying why and i fucking deleted it before the show God, <laughs> it's gone. damn it we're still getting our bored legs yeah it's hard it's hard out here wait wait 
another. Oh. Why? 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 Nice. Why? Why? Nice. Flavored condom. Why? Why indeed. There's also just like uh, standard hygiene stuff, though, right? Because some guys mm. don't know how to wash their penis. Yeah, you got to wash your fucking penis. And as Jordan Peterson says, Jordan Penisman, wash your penis. <laughs> Eat beef, claim, wash penis. Is a claim book. Two rules for life: eat only beef and wash your schwans. Yep. <laughs> but for real, um, though, uh, I didn't. You know, I I gotta say, I'm in the past. I may have been in the mindset of just let the soap run down, no big deal. No, uh, but possibly gotta... big deal, especially yeah. if he's working out. Especially if that salchicha has been marinating uh, <laughs> in some exercise goof juices, that's gonna linger around as the taste. Uh, so if it's something like that, if it's something where it tastes off, it maybe it maybe be like, hey. Hey baby, uh, you know what I'm really into when you when you wash your penis, <laughs> like Jordan Peterson says. Like Jordan Penisman says, I had um, many years ago. Uh, there was like a guide to to head that I had read. I was like a teenager, and uh, the very first entry on like like oral sex like the thing was like how to be good at oral sex and the first entry was the genitals should be scrupulously clean scrupulously even i remember it said scrupulously clean (laughs) it's true though yeah you gotta keep things are going into things you want to keep stuff sanitary yeah uh cheesy dick in your mouth no definitely not so you know, and then it, it can be tough to bring up personal hygiene stuff. Uh, if I if I may take a serious note here, you yeah. know, without without being kind of insulting, but I think if you just kind of are direct, and maybe with the phrasing, you know, like hey, you know, if you're worked out or something before, it's kind of hard to go down on you because yeah. you know you got you got the workout funk. Uh, maybe we, can we try to shower before doing this, or maybe you know, bringing the shower is a sexy thing. You know, mm-hmm. that's going to be a fun, like, foreplay thing. Uh, but if you just keep that up every single time you have sex, you might start getting suspicious. So <laughs> I think if it's funky, you, you try to let them know gently. Yep. There you go. You put in eight hours at the tire factory, and I'm going to need you to wash that thing off before I put it in my mouth. Damn right. All right. We got one more in here. We sure do. Uh, my partner and I going on a valentine vacation to a remote cabin and i feel like he is going to propose i'm in love with him and think he's an amazing partner but i'm starting to feel very overwhelmed with the idea of eternal matrimony i feel like there are things about him that i will grow to hate as we get older and i'm scared to marry the wrong person though i know no one is ever going to be perfect also we've been together about a year and our sex life has already begun to bore me i'm a bit of a freak and he's only a little freaky. But I think that he that can be improved. Uh, what should I do? If I reject his proposal, I'm scared it'll ruin our relationship, but I'm also terrified to say yes. How do I reject his proposal and still maintain a relationship? Thanks, boys. I'm deeply in love with both of you. <laughs> yeah! yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Ditch that zero and get with the heroes. Get with two heroes. <laughs> uh, this is tough. 
Yeah. This is, it, it's kind of like that situation uh, where somebody's ready to say, I love you. And the other person isn't, but where times, it's like, but times like a hundred. Yes. But much, but much higher stakes. Uh, but it's, it, it is a thing that like, this isn't uncommon, you know, Sometimes people get, sometimes people have different expectations. Uh, you know, sometimes people are reading a situation one way uh, and, the, and the other partner isn't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, it's true. It's, it's hard to, it's hard, going to be hard to reject this, like without, without hurting his feelings. Uh, but it's another one of these cases where it's like, yeah, that's tough. But what the alternative here, man, you, you can't yeah. be getting engaged just to, you know, keep the relationship together and then see, you know, I, I think you got to outright. And again, kind of gently, like with the last question, but just get across like, you know, I like you. I don't, I don't have, you know, no issues with this relationship or whatever, but I'm just like not ready for this part yet. Right. And it's just kind of, how do you, how do you phrase that and get that across without, you know, crushing somebody? Yeah. Huh. Cause I think a proposal, like a real proposal, a serious proposal, also involves letting everybody know your intentions. Right. Right? So it's one thing to be sitting on the couch uh, one night at the crib, and you look over at your sweetie, and you go, I want to marry you. And they go, I want to marry you, too. Oh. Oh, sweet. Uh, It's a totally different thing to go rent a cab and get a ring and start telling your whole family that that's the intention. Um, for sure so like maybe you get a read on what his intentions are because if if it is if it is like letting everybody know then you take it a little more seriously if it's a little more low-key than that then i think maybe uh the engagement period can also kind of be a figuring it out getting to know you more getting to know myself in our relationship more like fire break period that if it's not if it's not a particularly intense engagement if it's not like the whole the whole rollout right then family then, members coming in and fucking making wedding plans and shit off the bat yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hard it's, fucking it's hard because i'm think because i'm like what what some people have an issue with with a relationship hitting a plateau or hitting a new level and getting rebuffed like everything feels wrong after that that's true sometimes but that's another one of those ones where it's kind of like if that's the case this probably then wasn't going to work out anyways and it's a bounce yeah yeah so I, that's kind of why i was phrasing it and kind of like the the less the, the less damaging way to handle this and arthur to what you were saying if it's full on like i don't I don't know where your suspicions are coming from here. Uh, if he's dropped kind of hints or maybe like heard anything from family members. But if it is at that level where if you're aware that like he's telling his parents or something and like trying to set this whole thing up, I would even maybe have this conversation before you go out there. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you that might off. be right. I think that might be a little less jarring. Oh, yes. No, no, no. That's totally it. Uh, you have this suspicion, right? Uh, before you go to the cabin, be like, hey, um, just if you're if you're gonna propose to me, can you not do that? <laughs> it's gonna. I think that's gonna hurt less than than in the moment 
will you marry me and having to say no because you gotta psych yourself up to ask that question right like it's such a spooky question um so again especially if you have something specific you can point to that's kind of why is what's giving the suspicion or if it's kind of an unspoken secret between the two of you or something uh i think heading it off pointing to that and and also just being like you're saying what you did here you know i i'm not i'm not ready for this mm-hmm. but also like i don't i'm not trying to destroy a relationship here i still want to be with you you know yeah i, I want to see I exactly how freaky i can get you <laughs> right yeah he proposes to you he pulls out a ring you whip out a collar yeah i i would propose that you get on your knees piss pig <laughs> he's already down there he's proposing <laughs> start peeing on him he's on he gets, gets lean into some water sports dog scenario reveal That's all good. of your cards at the same time both of you oh fucking fucking go ham nah fuck this is i i it's wish you the good. best with this and, and good luck with this it's yes, a fucking absolutely. tough situation and it's kind of going to be tough no matter what. So you just minimize the damage in here, being as direct as possible, softening the blow. Uh, and, you know, maybe take that advice at the end. That's a bold move. I'm not going to fully recommend it, but I'm just saying that's a cool wild card option that could uh, really get everything out on the table. It's important to have a chaos option it's very at, the, true. at the ready. It's very true. <laughs> Well, thank you all for your for your questions here. And uh, again, wish you luck. Uh, potential proposal question asker. And uh, if you're uh, if you're out there listening, you, you're like, hey, I got something I want to ask about. Uh, again, hit us up. RFTB.me. Click that question box. Send your questions in. We'll get to it next week. Uh, yep. Thank you. Yep. All right. Yeah, out of Reddit, boy. Out of the question box and into the Reddit box. Arthur, that's what's next. Into the Reddit box. <laughs> Being raised up Muslim, I feel like religion has really fucked with my perception of consent and boundaries. I was raised up to think that denying your partner sex is a sin. I've let go of religion. I wouldn't call myself a Muslim now. I have a boyfriend and we are sexually active. But the ideology I was taught still plays out in my life. I find myself having a hard time saying no when I'm not feeling it. I'll often laugh off when my boundaries are crossed. I never explicitly establish them because I feel guilty for doing so. And then feel resentful and upset later. I feel guilty when I'm feeling tired or PMS-y and I deny my BF sex. A couple of days ago, my BF and I were cuddling after sex, and he started touching me again. I tried to playfully suggest that he stop, i.e., we're going there again, you already exhausted me. But he didn't take the hint, and I let him go another round, even though I wasn't feeling it. The next day, he entered me without a condom on, which isn't something we've ever done before, and I didn't stop him. He asked me if that bothered me after, and said he should have asked first, but I interjected and said he was fine and that I would have told him if I wanted to put a con- if I wanted him to put a condom on because I didn't want him to feel bad. It's really starting to get to me lately. I feel like a doormat and I'm getting frustrated with myself too. Before anyone suggests therapy, 
I have gone pretty consistently in the past, but don't anymore due to COVID. I don't have a safe and private space for virtual. I was posted by Anana Mustard 23. My first reaction to hearing this question is to instantly go to a learned source about Islam and be like, is this really a thing? <laughs> like it, it's, it's sort of, it's, it's like spooky. It's like a sensitive thing to talk about, right? Religion's always difficult, especially where it intersects with, um, with sexuality and, and the way that we, we treat each other intimately. Right. For sure. Uh, so I found on newageislam.com uh this this guy Dr. Shiz, Shizad Salim uh back in August of 2015 uh posts under a uh it's the topic the title of the post is a wife cannot refuse sex to the husband 50 common misconceptions about Islam part 4 uh and the second bullet point here says uh, a wife cannot refuse sex to the husband on the basis of the following Hadith. It is generally understood that if a wife refuses sex to her husband, she will be cursed by the angels. Uh, Abu Huraya reports to the prophet when a husband calls his wife to bed and she refuses. And as a result, the husband spends the night in anger. Then angels curse the wife all night until dawn. In order to understand the, his, this Hadith, the following points need to be understood. Uh, a husband and wife safeguard the chastity of one another by providing one another legitimate means of satisfying the sexual urge. The protection of chastity is essential to the preservation of the family unit, the very institution on which the stability of a society hinges. Hence, anything which puts chastity in jeopardy is disliked by the Almighty. Uh, secondly, a man is the addressee of the directive mentioned in this Hadith on an equal basis. This is evident from the directive... Uh, of Elah mentioned in the Quran in which Arabs of the pre-Islamic period would swear to sever sexual relationships with their wives because of anger. Although the husbands were prescribed a period of four months to decide the fate of their wives by either resuming these relations or divorcing her, it is evident from the directive that the normal circumstances a husband is not allowed to sever sexual relations of, from his wife without a valid reason. Uh, so it sounds like, like with many things, it's like an interpretation thing. Right. And and maybe in her family, that was the interpretation that was taken. Right. But I think that in in the wider, like outside of Islam, I don't think that this is the thing that I th I think that most people agree that like if you don't want to fuck, you don't have to fuck, right? Uh. I don't know about that, man. I think this is pretty fucking common and especially like more fundamental, but Christianity. Oh yeah. You know what? You make a really interesting point. Let's say outside of more, uh, uh, conservative religious, uh, households, uh, then if you don't want to fuck, you're not allowed to fuck. <laughs> you don't have to fuck. Right. Um, and it's, su it sucks that there, that there would be an expectation put on you, uh, from outside the relationship that like maybe even maybe even your boyfriend or your husband i didn't who was it in the question was this a husband or a boyfriend this is a this is a boyfriend okay maybe your boyfriend isn't even like like that hard on it like he's like hey you want to you want to fuck around and uh you go uh no 
and he goes okay cool <laughs> you know what i mean like i don't get the sense that he's even uh no the sense i'm getting from this is that he's kind of initiating things and even if she's not into it she is not saying anything she's just going with it and she's kind of thinking hey th- maybe this is from you know how i was conditioned growing up with that religious yeah. setting that interpretation we're talking about and you know i think this is a common thing too again with christianity with really any religion any culture too i mean it's just kind of conservatism versus you know not being creepy and rapey in the way we're trying to do now uh and so even if you disavow things i I was raised catholic i was very very devout catholic until i was 15 lost my virginity and even though by that point i had i was fully like i would have considered myself an atheist or an agnostic i think I still, after I had sex for the first time, I had this massive fucking panic attack and all of this fucking guilt. And it would just, it would sit with me. And that kind of continued for a while. And again, it's, it wasn't something where I could be like, oh, this is an affront to God or something. I, you know, I was out of the religion, but like that, that shame, that fucking like guilt impulse is still in there, you know, because when you grow up with something like that, when you're conditioned with it, it, it can be hard to get that stuff out. And, you know, it's not doesn't mean you're like a bad person or you're doing a bad job here or something. Uh, it's it's hard to learn. It's hard to learn how to set these boundaries if you were raised with like no education on this. This stuff's so fucking hard to navigate. It's the same stuff we, we've talked about with like sex education in this country where people are just fucking unprepared. Uh, kids are fucking unprepared and grow up with no, you know, a- explanation of important stuff like this, like fucking consent. Yeah. Uh, and then this is the situation, the kind of situation that can happen. And it sucks. But I guess what I'm getting at here is you're you're moving in the right direction you're you're doing what you can here you need to speak up more with your boyfriend and like yeah. you you got to push yourself to have this to get this stuff out to him uh and i i know that's fucking hard but again like just the more that you're kind of and i it sounds like you're trying to do that too i, I know this isn't an effort of a thing of just you got to make the decision to do it but I, I would just, I think that should be your number one priority is getting this out there and talking to him uh, about it. Uh, because Arthur, like you were saying, it, I, I get the impression this guy's not even aware of this. Yeah. Uh, I think he's just kind of trying to do what he wants to do. Um, as, as I think everyone should try to do in sex, like get, get what you want out of sex. Right. Um, I don't think he's going to be put off if you like, you know, channel that in a certain direction or trying to, or, or stop it even, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think he's going to be like, like what is, what is she saying here? Uh, he entered me without a condom on, which isn't something we've ever done before. And I didn't stop him. Uh, he asked me if that bothered him after. And he said he should have asked first, but, uh, I interjected and said he was fine and wouldn't have told him if I wanted to put a condom on because I didn't want him to feel bad. I don't think he's going to feel bad if you tell him to put a condom on and, and just setting the boundaries in general. And, and, but also like ultimately how he feels about this is, is also irrelevant. If, if you bring these that things too. up, yes. he is throwing back at it. That's not somebody you should be with. And that's another tough situation though, where again, you've got like kind of this conditioning 
I, I sure you don't want this to end if if it's a good relationship in general. It's almost easier to just kind of put your feelings to the side like this and truck on. And again, like that's just kind of how it's been for so long in a lot of cultures uh, where women are just expected to put all of their feelings and needs and concerns and health aside like that, just so not to rock the boat. And again, it's it's hard to break out of that when when you know you're you're surrounded by that growing up. Uh, yeah. But you you're aware of this, right? And this it, it isn't an easy thing to do. You just kind of got to keep making progress on it. And it's again, I just encourage you not to don't don't hate on yourself for not doing this. Just try to be able to do it if that makes sense. Yeah, I wish that people would just like go into sex with fewer preconceived notions and just kind of navigate it and figure out what's good for them as they go about it. Like I wish that there was a world where uh, we could all just experience sex as free beings and just do what's good for us. Uh, Cause I don't think we would try to do things that would ultimately work out poorly for us in the end you know what i mean like we would just kind of go to our level and we wouldn't try to you know we wouldn't have this instinct to like just do what our partner wants to do because they want to do it right there wouldn't be be that that pressure to do that yeah i wish that you know i wish that's the world we lived in unfortunately not but we're 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 making progress in that direction you know, I, I think among younger people, I'm I'm fairly certain people are going to have a better read or a better kind of uh, uh, values uh, about this kind of thing yeah. and, and, and respecting a partner and all that. And I mean, this per- you're an example of it as, as this person, you know, you're figuring out what you need and realizing it and putting that into words and, you know, hopefully getting to a point where you can you can put that out there. Uh, so you've got, you know, a relationship with boundaries that's that's fucking healthy. And if something's making you feel bad, you're free to say something and, you know, make that not happen. Yeah. So I, I hope you can get to that point. And uh, again, if this guy's not that, if he's pushing back on you, putting up some boundaries, you got to kick that motherfucker to the curb. True ass. Can, All right. Can we, I want to bring them. I. My girlfriend did a bukkake. <laughs> she did a bu- she did a bukkake. Guys. Only, only one. Guys, my girlfriend did a bukkake. Hi. Howdy. Hello. I've recently started a new relationship. We started dating about three months ago. Everything is going great. We have great communication. We can speak about everything freely. <laughs> IP freely. I knew that she had way more sexual experience than me and had several partners before, and I am completely fine with it. However, she recently told me that she had done a bukkake, and I'm having a really hard time dealing with this. The image will not stop popping into my head and is literally, and I literally has a physical consequence on me, anxiety, headaches, a little nauseated due to the anxious feeling. Any advice on how to overcome this? Thanks for the help. Posted by Super Serious Name. Uh, cool. 
cool. I did, okay, here's all right, all right. At the risk of being a, just a touch sex negative, uh, I don't think that this sh is. Should you be trying to overcome this if you have such a, a viscerally uh, a negative reaction to this? Maybe you're just not the kind of guy who can get with a girl who's done a bukkake before. Uh, but I think you can be. I, I've been this person, like, especially early on dating, having partners sure. who are more experienced, and especially dating somebody and being like, oh, God, like, how can I match? I don't even know about some of this shit. Like, how can I match up to that? And you're like, you start stewing on it like this. Mm -hmm. And like any kind of uh, anxiety thing, the more you just kind of sit and think about it, the worse it's going to get. Like, what what do you... What do you even what's the purpose of fucking imagining this Bukaki situation? It does nothing but makes you feel shitty. Yeah. And ultimately it's fucking irrelevant, in my opinion. Mm. As before you, when this is another thing we talk about. Like, y'all weren't fucking together when this happened, and now you are. You know, the the idea of this like make might make you uncomfortable. And like I'm sure you don't you don't want to visualize this you don't want to think about this, it's not ideal. But when it comes down to it, she's not fucking damaged goods because she had some group sex, you know. Mm -hmm. Who gives a shit? Some people are kinkier than other ones. You got to be confident enough to be like, that's all. I'm not into that. Or you you did that. I haven't done that. That you know that's that's all right because I just don't think there's any point stewing on these things if it's a situation where she is like. She wants to do Bukaki again and wants you to be a part of it. That's a whole different fucking story. Right. Uh, yeah. But I just stuff like this, you know, in the past. I don't know. I like again, I I get feeling this anxiety. I I've been there. Uh I just but I don't think it's worth chucking a relationship over because that's was that's the only alternative. You can't go back in time and on Bukaki. <laughs> you can't. It's like two once the toothpaste's out of the tube, baby. Once the cum's out of the dick, yeah. Once the book's out of the cocky, there's no put it back in. <laughs> I, okay, I will defend my position a little bit. I think there is something about levels and like where your level is and where you're comfortable with your partners have True. been. I don't think so. Like, if he, if, if it's the kind of thing where you're not going to be able to, like, you know, say the relationship does continue and it's, it's your wedding day and you look at her sweet, <laughs> beautiful uncombed upon recently face on her wedding day and all you can see is just fucking 15 dudes nut in her fucking eye socket uh, if that's all you can see then that's that like that's obviously it says something about you and what where your anxieties are and where like you're willing to be uh comfortable sexually but i think that people you, you don't not everybody has to be on the level, say, we're at with sexual comfort, right? For I think sure. some people can be a little more prudish than, than us. Um, and, yeah, I've, I, I'd i have the conversation be like, babe, this is really fucking me up. Um, and I think that if she wants the relationship to be good, then she could potentially offer you some kind of not like a oh babe I'm not gonna ever do that again you know not like a like an arrangement but she, she there's something that she could say to you that could help you through this right. I think that you should definitely talk about it 
I um, feel that. And there's 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 a conversation that you could have that ends in a way that you can, you know, feel better about it. Um but yeah, if 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 it's still the kind of thing that like if every time you're looking at her it's just like like I'm just imagining flashes of like, oh god. Right, but if every time you're looking at your partner you're having bukkake flashbacks, that's that's like that's that's a per that's something you gotta work on. That's a bad anxiety <laughs> disorder, my, yeah. my friend. I do sure. agree, I do agree that like it is fair to put a line down. I'm just encouraging this person to try to work, to through. work through this themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, if this relationship is good, because like, again, you know, people do they, people change people do. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing fucking morally wrong with doing a little bukkake. It's just it's just a lot. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's it's not like a common. It's just a lot. And it's right. running down her chin. And it's okay. But it's, but it's, you've found out about this. You've been in this three months. You're maybe feeling inadequate or something. It's, it's stewing mm. with you. I, th- I think, like you said, getting it out, talking to her about it, not how it's a bad thing she did, but just that it's right. bothering you. You feel less experienced or whatever. I, I think that could help. I, I think also just trying to do the redirect your thoughts when the fucking bukkake scene starts playing. Cause yep. it's a fucking compulsive thought if this is popping up. That's true. And uh, I think I think that kind of reveals something about where I am with my anxiety. Yeah, that I'm like, of course, every of course, every time he looks at her, he thinks of the bukkake. (laughs) Arthur, don't feel the cocky. Wait, don't fear. (laughs) Don't fear the cocky. Don't feel the bukkake either, though. That's pretty gross. Seasons don't fear the cocky, nor the sun, nor the wind, nor rain. Be like they are. Yeah, there we go. That solves it. <laughs> All right, you wanna you wanna hit this lab? We got one more in here. You wanna hit yeah. this one? Yeah. Hey, yeah, read it, because I read this one. Oh shit. All the all that bukkake on the mind clouded uh my thoughts, like the cloudiness of the cum of like ten dudes. <laughs> I've noticed women have a lot of things they can do to be sexy slash cute slash attractive, slash et cetera. As a guy, what can I slash they do to be the same? I'll list some things for the ladies' side. Might be personal, these, or maybe they just naturally are awesome. I'll be wondering. Number one, crossing legs, in parentheses, hot as hell. Number two, pouts, in parentheses, hot as hell. Number three, batting eyelashes, and in parentheses, hot as hell. (laughs) Hell, even head tilts are pretty damn cute, but apparently not hot as hell. Uh, Now we see the guy's side, uh, and we see a list, but what's this? All three entries are ellipses. We're getting null values returned. Where's the the cute things guys can do? I don't know anything that guys can do to be sexy, slash cute, slash attractive, slash etc. So could some... Someone help me with some, please. What are some things a guy can do to be sexy slash cute slash attractive slash etc.? I'm envious that women have more smiley face. And that was posted by Sabi Salison. This guy does not know what can make a man attractive. Yes. What are, what are some th- things that guys can do that are hot? 
Uh, lifting a heavy thing. Yeah. That's have, a hot thing. Having a mustache. <laughs> sure. Having a tabby cat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, How would you describe your hairstyle? Your <laughs> <laughs> uh real talk actually uh fucking hair clothes yeah it's it's big get into that shit i spent the first 25 years of my life just letting my hair grow and then i would get a bowl cut and then i would just kind of keep letting it do the thing uh and it sucks and it's a hassle and i didn't like it and then you find you get some hair product you get that haircut you like you get styled in some way that feels good. You get fucking confident, man. And it, and it looks good. That's true. Uh, taking an interest in yourself as, as I have, uh, notably, yes. uh, in, in recent, in recent months, uh, it's, it's literally, it's literally just about thinking about what you want to look like and then trying to look like that as opposed right. to just existing. Uh, yeah. Uh, and as far as like mannerisms that guys can do, um, like a casual, like, you know, like a stretch, right? Like you, like you stretch your arms up in a way that like, you know, makes your arms flex in a really pleasant way. Yeah. That's hot. Uh, the same thing, you know, uh, like running your fingers through your own hair. Ooh. That's like a hot thing that get, that anyone can do. That's a little flirty. Um, yeah uh like a fucking just like the way somebody says something too sometimes can be very hot that's also true that's also true um the other thing is like if you're full-on i have you've got three ellipses on your list you have no idea what 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 you're doing here you're just trying to you want to be sexy cute attractive etc uh i'll recommend looking up some fashion blogs or, or <laughs> i'm not sure you were gonna say pickup artists <laughs> no 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 like fashion blogs are like male fashion advice on reddit mm-hmm. or male soul or male soul uh i just because i i had this situation where i was like wow i look like shit i don't understand clothes at all uh i like i didn't buy it and wear jeans until i was 22 for some reason or cargo pants for like 22 years. <laughs> it's hard. And there's, it's like, where do I, you have no, just bad. Like you're, you're, you have no context for anything. It can yeah. be really hard. Right. So buying like shirts and stuff. And you're like, I fucking hope this works. And it's stressful. It sucks. I'm just saying, and like Arthur, what you're saying, if you have a thing that you can kind of aim for, I'm trying to get kind of this aesthetic. It definitely makes it a lot easier if you're kind of like, you got something to aim for to begin with. And then, yeah. you know, you can to get more comfortable. You can figure out your own thing. You're all right. on it. That's absolutely the case. Uh, so it's about having yourself put together as a, as a gentleman. Um, uh, maybe, maybe you go do look at male soul. Let's, let's, let's drop in. <laughs> let's just real quick. <laughs> There's been we some good shit it. recently. We haven't we haven't been around male soul in a little while. Let's just uh, go to the first one here. Sex is cool and all, but a girl who wants to see you succeed is rare. Yes. Every uh, woman, every woman that you meet wants to see you fail. <laughs> <laughs> Most of them, dude, it's very rare to find a woman who's not like, 
Oh, what, what's up? Your name's Donovan. I hope you crash and burn, bitch. Oh, <laughs> this one just says be a millionaire before 30. All like, right. do that. Just be a millionaire <laughs> before 30, idiot. Here, let's see. Uh, there is another one. There is another one from the other day. I'm trying specifically to find. Uh, yes. Get your ass of on my business and let me make... <laughs> 10 million more dot 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 <laughs> money letters by letters if you agree every girls have a backup boyfriend and she calls him best friend oh damn and there's this there's this honky ish guy lean and say here's a cute thing to do back up against a fence throw one arm up behind you grab the fence tilt your head back a little bit hand on the crotch with your white wristwatch. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about. Comment Com- back up back letters up. by letters if you agree. <laughs> most insane quotes. Post most insane quotes on Instagram. They have been getting so popular lately. Don't miss out. Follow before they go private. They don't accept everyone. Follow at male soul. Follow at male soul. Follow at male soul. Do it, do it, do it. 106,000 followers, Arthur. And I think we can take responsibility for a lot of that. Where's our cut, male soul? <laughs> and that, who is that on the, who is the main image? Is that Remy Malik? Uh, the profile Malik. picture? Yeah. A uh, think- hunky man with kind of windswept hair. Yeah, I think that's Remy Malik. Hold on. Remy. I can't tell who this is. If you know who the male soul uh, profile picture is, uh, please let us know. I think it's Rami Malik. Arthur thinks it's Rami Malik, but if he's wrong, please let us know and mock Arthur relentlessly at <laughs> Arthur Pod on Twitter. Uh, folks, this is uh this is a part of the show where I gotta like pivot out of the out of the comedy. And do something a little, you know, a little, it's, it's serious business doing the end of the show. It's true. You know what I mean? We get, there's a lot of shit we got to say. Like we got it. First of all, I got to say our intro song is a song hanging on by the band. Nowhere. You can find their music at nowheremusic.bandcamp.com. Sometimes you just feel the impulse that you got to let the audience know. Then your outro music is a song, Stephanie by the Hey Fellows. So you can find it at Instagram.com. Slash the Hey Fellows are on Spotify by searching them three words, the Hey Fellows. Uh, Patreon's popping. It is. Uh, we had a good, good episode we recorded and got out uh, yesterday. A very uh, good episode. We got Aiden Narada in there. We got Shake Flores. We got Zisty. We got, oh, yeah. We got fake weed talk. All kinds of shit. Damn right we got Zisty. You got a 13 episode backlog there, folks. Sign up yeah. three bucks a month, two episodes uh, a month for that three bucks, and you get access to these backlog episodes. Maybe yeah, you got it- a long drive. Maybe you got a big bowel movement coming up. Get them on deck. <laughs> 13 new episodes. Let's fucking go. Maybe you've been eating Kratom for weeks and have not been chewing 15 pieces of sugar free gum each day and need to fucking let loose <laughs> listen to our voices while you're letting loose and we'll uh we'll ease the uh the pain of of life and big shits and big shits um <laughs> one other thing yeah uh, a shout out to my youngest sister's friend marge 
uh, she's been listening to the show since close to when we started. Wow. I remember Sophie being like, hey, she likes the show. And then I uh, gave her a sticker when I saw her once. She's really cool. Uh, and it was her birthday. I hope you have a good one. Happy birthday, Marge. Uh... Wait. Uh, it's also Abigail's birthday this week. I love you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Abigail. Shout out to Spreadable Fruit, $10 patron. Shout yes. out to Rich Army, Homie Barb, $10 patron. That could be you too, folks. We'll say your name and everything. <laughs> I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do, I did the, I had this whole run-up thing I was going to do, and I'm just going to do it again because it's too good to not do. Uh, <laughs> love you. Thanks. Bye. That's a wet one. <laughs> All right. I want to end every recording with, ah, that was a wet one. <laughs>